Hi, and welcome to the Weekly Reality Check Podcast. I'm Marshall Anschutz, your host and the owner of Unwritten Media. I have a lot of equipment in my bag, and I thought it would be fun if we took a look inside. So today we're going to unpack a few of the things that I carry around on occasion. Um, I can't quite carry all of this at once, but uh, anyways, on, it, on any given day, I'm probably carrying at least a few virtual reality, augmented reality, camera type of things around that are all useful for the, uh, the next generation of media. So let's dig inside. We have first a Samsung Gear VR headset for the uh, Galaxy S6. It's an old phone, but it was one of the first ones that worked with the, um, with the VR headset there. It was a little bit better than Google's Cardboard just because of the construction, but you had to actually slide a phone inside, uh, which also required to have a phone available. Um, something that people didn't always want to give out of their hands. Uh, so anyways, if you had a phone and a full charge and it wasn't hot outside or the battery being overheated or a number of other factors there, latest software updates installed, it was really fun. Uh, but usually one of those things kept the uh, session times either short or cut into the time with installing updates or something like that. Um, that software was notoriously known uh, with Oculus to always need an update at the most inopportune time. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I popped that headset out and it said that an update was required and we had to sit there for 10 or 20 minutes while it installed. Here in the Dallas Metroplex area, internet's fast, but even there, it still takes some time. Um, it was a fun headset to show. Uh, it was the first one that actually passed what I call my Starbucks test. That test is if I'm showing someone a cool piece of technology talking about it, can I do that at Starbucks and actually give them a demonstration? And that headset definitely passes the test. Pull it out of my backpack, snap my phone in, and I could show them a 360 video or maybe some sort of simple three-dimensional scene uh, or a cool game that I was playing. Uh, anyways, uh, that headset did not have a remote control. The later ones did, so you actually had to tap on it. Um, but anyways, uh, that's, I think, the first item I had in my backpack. Uh, the second one here would be uh, the Ricoh Theta camera. That camera is a 360 camera. can take 360 photos, uh, link it with your phone to take the snapshot while you uh, step around a corner so you're not in the photo. Um, and I use that photo capability a lot of times to take uh, backgrounds for a scene, uh, maybe to get some context. And actually, while we were building our house, I took photos of the house all around. Um, I still haven't finished stitching them all together, but uh, you should be able to make a virtual walkthrough of the whole house as it was being built uh, with a pretty good amount of accuracy. Uh, so you could stand and face any given direction, either inside the house or outside the house, and watch the whole thing go from a plot of land all the way up to a complete building. Uh, those photos I've actually used several times for the house um, as we've had a few plumbing issues. And for instance, a pipe getting uh, frozen when it got really cold outside. And I was able to look at the photo and find out where a particular piece of insulation was missing on a pipe in the wall to the point that I was able to direct some heat against the wall at that exact point and, uh, and actually using a tape measure to count the studs and find that exact spot inside a cabinet 
uh, to actually get the pipes to defrost. So those photos have come in handy, uh, not just for virtual reality, but even for practical life uh, purposes. Um, I've done a few videos with it, that Ricoh Theta camera, this is a second generation, could do maybe like 720p quality video. And even there, the two circles weren't completely filling the screen of the two 180 cameras. So it really was kind of a bad quality, but it was enough to at least say that you had a 360 video. Uh, so I don't really use that too much more. Uh, we'll talk in maybe a future podcast about a better replacement for that camera. Uh, what some of the better ones are on the market right now. Uh, let's see, digging in further here. Um, of course, I don't carry all these at once. It would fill up my backpack and, and probably two or three here. Uh, but the next thing that I would be carrying in my backpack uh, might possibly be my Oculus Rift uh, headset and the cameras. Uh, the original Rift has uh, the outside-in tracking with two cameras, uh, two little black and white cameras on pedestals. So it's kind of a pain to pack up all that stuff into a backpack, but if I needed to go somewhere, I could, um, I could put it all together inside the backpack. A little bit tricky making sure that nothing gets broken there. The uh, hand controllers are really lightweight and pretty robust if you put enough padding around them that you don't have to worry about them breaking. Unlike my HTC Vive headset and the controllers for that, the uh, HTC Vive has these two boxes to, to track it that are not cameras, they're actually lasers with spinning mirrors. Uh, the spinning mirror mechanism, I haven't heard of any reports of them breaking, and I've been pretty good at keeping them safe and padded, but I believe with a lot of travel, it is possible that those could get damaged with shock, uh, maybe in an airplane turbulence, or uh, being tossed into the uh, luggage rack or something like that. Um, so you do have to be careful with that, as well as the controllers for those are very large and long, and they uh, have a mold in them, a break at, towards the top, and they have broken in my house just by hitting them against the wall. So I have no doubt that if they were set down wrong in a backpack uh, or something else set on top of it in a travel type of scenario that they would break. So what I've actually done is I've taken a hard case box actually from my video card, and I'll wrap the... Uh, the controllers in maybe a shirt if I'm traveling or some bubble wrap if it's just uh, locally around the area. And putting those controllers in the box takes up a little bit more space, but it does keep them secure. So uh, that's a really important thing to make sure nothing that's fragile gets broken. Uh, that would kind of ruin a demo. Uh, both the Rift and the Vive headsets are really nice. They're more for desktop computers. So they kind of can pass this, the Starbucks test if you don't mind renting out a Starbucks for a couple hours. Uh, but because of the, the tracking and the amount of space you need, you really can't just set them up on a whim and do anything uh, unlike some of the newer stuff. Once again, let's, uh, let's schedule that to talk about in the future about how we can use those newer headsets, which ones you can use, which ones you can't um, for that type of scenario. But as long as you have a stable environment, they're really good. I've traveled with them, but I do need probably anywhere from a half an hour to a couple hours, depending on the venue, to get those set up and actually functional again. Um, some other things that I carry is I have a Dell uh, G5 laptop that can run either of those headsets. Um, this laptop only has an HDMI output, and 
The HDMI output works great for these original Vive and Rift headsets. It won't work for the new gen um, headsets. So it's a great one to kind of get started to show off some technology. And I know that I'm not going to be keeping it around forever. So um, it forces me to keep things lean on there and only load up stuff that I need for a presentation or a quick uh, training or um, hack session with someone else. Um, but the laptop is really robust. It has um, some pretty good thermals on the bottom as long as you keep it as, uh, elevated above the table. Don't have anything soft underneath it. Then it can get enough air inside and uh, keep those graphics cards running almost at full power for a decent amount of time. Uh, you don't want to run it on battery or it will get slow and hot and probably drain the battery in, you know, 20 minutes. Um, but as long as you're, as long as you have source of power, it's able to keep up with the VR graphics card, uh, experiences. Um, beyond the laptop and the other VR specific stuff, some things that I've thrown in there on occasion are a really nice Nikon camera. I have a D3500 and a polarizer lens on there, and that is really useful for grabbing um, shots to do uh, either like a, a simulated 360 photo just by taking a whole bunch around and stitching them together after the fact, uh, or I can use them to do what's called photogrammetry. It's a whole nother talk, but basically where I can recreate a three-dimensional, maybe a landscape or a person if they'll stand really still. Um, as long as I capture a couple hundred photos to a couple thousand photos with that, I can go back and use the raw photos from it. It creates really clean photos, a uh, really good dynamic range on there. And it creates some really beautiful 3D objects that you can clean up and put into a game or another scene, um, either as a prototype or and then go in 3D model, make a cleaner version, or actually for an example of a product or something maybe that someone's selling or or wants to take you into an experience uh, so i've done that a bunch of times of taking photos and really kind of recreating a scene um, on some of my trips abroad i do that just at least for myself uh, if not to show to the world uh, some of the places that i've gone that are, are really famous um, so i have the camera and then i also have a drone i haven't used it much for photogrammetry but it is good for uh, say a really large space, like a field level or larger, maybe part of a city or a, um, a street level where you want to capture a bunch of structures and get the detail. Or if you have a multi-story building to do photogrammetry, you, you really need those perspectives. And the drone can do it. Uh, this is, I have a Mavic Air. Uh, I think I have the Pro. Um, and it will... Uh, it won't go above the horizon very high, but you can shoot down or kind of straight out from it. So as long as you, you plan out your shots, maybe augment it with a, a couple camera shots as well from the DSLR, it'll work pretty good. Um, beyond all that, of course, I tie it together with my cell phone. I have a Samsung Note 9, and it's great for taking some quick sketch notes in the field with the pen or uh, controlling the drone gives a really large screen, turn up the brightness really bright, and I can actually uh, fly it around during the day and see what I'm doing without kind of squinting and, and looking at a small screen. Um, so the battery life on it's really good for that. Um, and it's able to control the cameras 
the drone uh, and kind of tie all that stuff together. So anyways, um, those are kind of, I think, the, the main things that I have in my backpack. I will uh, come back and let you know if I've missed anything. We can talk about those as well. And maybe next week we can talk about uh, some of the new stuff that's on the market and the ways that they're better and maybe a few ways that they aren't as easy to use or maybe some applications they're not as useful for. Uh, but what I have now, I think, gives me a really good uh, spread where I've been able to go out and do uh, trainings, uh, teaching, maybe uh, show a friend, show someone else a cool experience without uh, having to drag a desktop machine out, which is a pain. I've done it before uh, several times, but uh, not something that I want to do on a routine basis. They're just not, they're too clunky. They're, they're too big to be uh, rolling around and setting up for a short experience. It's more of a, uh, a multi-day thing where a desktop might be useful. Uh, but for anything smaller where a, a laptop can run it, I think this is a good amount of equipment to run. Uh, I'd recommend that if you have any experience, any uh, desire to get experience taking VR out into the field, that you get a decent quality laptop, as well as uh, one of the headsets that will fit in a backpack. Uh, most of all, not just getting it, but making sure you have either some Pelican cases or foam or something to be able to, to get that where when you set your backpack down, it won't cause any shock. The lenses in the goggles, the controllers themselves, all those things are fairly fragile and uh, not very forgiving to dropping on the ground, which uh, can happen in a backpack more than you want. Uh, or if something else is set on it, any of those uh, weird angles that a backpack can end up at. So anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed this talk about some of the things that I have, some of the ways you can use it, um, and we'll talk next time. Don't forget to talk to me on Twitter. Follow me at Manshoots. that's M-A-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z. Tweet to me uh, anything you think is interesting in the session. If you have any hardware, I'd love to hear what you use it for. And of course, follow the podcast. We are on Apple. The follow there, the weekly reality check. And I believe we're on Spotify now and still waiting for that Google Play approval so you can follow us there. Of course, you can also go to Unwritten Media. That's unwritten.media slash WRC for weekly reality check. Uh, check out our website for any web hosting needs you have. Or, of course, follow the podcast there, and we'll send out an email whenever we have a new podcast. Uh, in that email, you'll find an uh, update about what the podcast is about, as well as maybe a few uh, special treats and tips for you. Anyways, hope you have a great week, and don't forget to experience virtual reality for yourself this week. Find something new, find something fun, and maybe share it with someone else as well. <laughs>